One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, welcome to this wonderful, fun, exciting episode of Natribute, where I speak with the beautiful Miss Jessica. I wanted to just throw a little intro at the top of this episode, because this episode is fun. We have a great time. Sometimes I'm a little scatterbrained, as we all are. And I've skipped over, at the beginning of this interview, really the meat, a big old hunk of the meat of Jessica's important work involving endometriosis. We discuss it very briefly and then we move on and talk about other things, natural beauty products. And then she says at one point, hey, can we talk about endo again? And I say, yeah, of course we can. And I had said to her at the end of the interview, I said, hey, I'm going to slice this and put that up at the front. And she said, no, don't leave it because it's sort of like we get into it a little bit. It's sort of an appetizer. And then we talk, and then we go back to the main course. And I said, I love that. But I will let the audience know about this in case they're listening. And then they go, hey, where's the endometriosis talk? That's what we tuned in for. So I wanted to let you know that. We're going to talk about it. You're going to hear it. And then we're going to leave that topic and talk about other things. But don't worry, we're going to go right back to it. And I just wanted to let you all know that. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of Natch Butte. Oh, yeah. Cream Manic. Cream manic, manic, creamy, creamy, cream manic, cream manic. Welcome to Natch Butte, everybody. Welcome to Natch Butte, the beauty podcast where we have a damn good time. We feel lovely and empowered, but we also get down to business, don't we? We learn things about ourselves. We learn things about other women, other people. And we feel beautiful while doing it. We feel empowered and we have a great time. Welcome. I am your host and your guide, Jackie J, otherwise known as the Beauty Talk Shock Jock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest fringe on the West Coast, even though it is grown out. Honey, quarantine has grown out the bangs. But you know what? We're still counting it. It's on the t-shirt. I'm not erasing it. Yeah, that's right. I'm also your favorite over 30 niche influencer and your kooky Southern Jewish aunt. Welcome to Nashville. My guest today is lovely. My guest today has gorgeous hair and eyebrows. We already talked off mic a little bit about the celebrity she looks like, and I'm going to not mention it because I'm just going to let y'all look at a photo and decide for yourself because it's sort of like a, an ink blot test. You know, it's one of those things. Everybody has their own interpretation. We love that. We're all beautiful and unique. My guest is lovely, and she is an author, speaker, podcast host, Andrew Me endometriosis warrior, educator, and advocate, Hunty. She has written two books. I have them both right here. I have been perusing them both. The first one is called One Part Plant. And I am showing it to the camera, even though none of y'all can see this, but it's part of my process. This is a lovely book. I have been cooking from it. I Oh, I haven't told her this. I made something out of this book that my husband said was one of the best things I've ever made. And I cook all the time. It's the the coconut milk oats, breakfast oats. Oh my God. The, I'm making them every week now and I'm adding my own shit into them. 
it's a lovely cookbook. And the lasagna, don't get me started on the lasagna. We'll talk about it when we talk more about this book. But she has, has like this lovely cookbook. And then she also has her new book, honey. Her new book is called Know Your Endo, An Empowering Guide to Health and Hope with Endometriosis, which is available April 27th, which is now. When this comes out, that will pass. So it's available, honey. You can get this book. Read it. Love it. We're going to talk all about it. Coming at you from Charleston, South Carolina, it's Jessica Mernan. Welcome to Natch Butte. Thank you so much. And can I just tell you, knowing that you're a vegs, Yeah, vegan, yeah. The I vegan was lab. a little nervous yeah. to send you my cookbook. Because really? You, because you've had it all. Like yeah. When you send it to someone that is doesn't eat that way, I feel like they have a little bit more forgiveness of like, well, this doesn't mm-hmm. taste exactly like the lasagna I right. love, but... I was a little nervous to send it to you. So this is a huge relief that you like no, the recipes. No, I've made three things from it so far. And the that lasagna, though. I mean, you sent me a note that said you need to make lasagna. And I never make lasagna because I'm like, how the fuck do I make lasagna? I don't even know. It sounds too complicated for me. And you're also GF. You're VGF. Which, yeah. like, honey, we love a gluten-free moment in this house. My husband loves a gluten-free moment. So I was like, yeah. It was fucking delicious. I'm making it for everybody. My friend, Gabrielle, who's just on Natribu, she is having a baby, and I'm going to make it for her as, like, the meal train meal. Oh, that's so sweet. Can I give you, if if she's cool, if you're okay with some fake meat, adding yeah. a little beyond spicy sausage oh, yeah. is, like, a nice little touch, too. Okay. Okay. We love. <laughs> I, I'm okay. I might fuck with that later. Anyway, Jessica. Thank you so Welcome much. to Natribu. I love Thank the you. book. I can't wait to make more recipes. Like I said, that breakfast i know it's like a pretty easy recipe but the full fat coconut milk in there it was like eating this dreamy ice cream healthy wonderful breakfast and i put a lot of chia seeds honey we don't scrimp on the chia seeds in this kitchen it was delightful anyway okay you know the drill jessica we say welcome to nashville and i ask you the intro questions the first one is what type of skin do you have and i've been afraid of this question because i do not know well it's such an open question you've heard the gambit of answers it's like I one mean, of those things where it's like, what's the shape of your face? I can yeah. never figure it out. I yeah. have to say, it's if you don't know, it's probably combination, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's fair. I will say that, like, I had the worst acne ever growing up. Wow. And then I just stopped washing my face. So was it greasy then? I don't know. Yeah. So you were probably overstripping it. Oh, if, if you, yeah. I don't know if you're around my age, but we were taught to just fry our faces off with all the acids, all the like Neutrogena shit. And then nobody said, hey, why don't you replenish with some cream after that? Nobody said that. I know. So I was just washing it and then it would get I'd break out. And it's because my face was like, help me, help me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I did Retin-A. I did everything. Oh, yeah. I remember there was this one time I went to the doctor's office for a sprained ankle and it was like a military doctor's office because we lived on a military base and he walked in and he was like, are you here for your acne? It's like, <gasps> no. Oh, that is painful. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, Oof. so let's just say combo because I don't know what it is. I think that's lovely. Okay. Based on what I'm seeing, it's looking fresh. Okay, so you could just say fresh. fresh. I'm having fresh it's skin. Fresh. It's yeah. fresh. One time I went to get Botox at Laser Away, and mm-hmm. I am going to shout them out because I think they are a bad company. They're like a used car salesman kind of place. Mm-hmm. And the woman goes, you know, I could also do your chin, fix it while I'm here. And I was like, I've never had a problem with my chin. What, and what that- would it be to, f- what would you do to fix it? She wanted to put filler in it. I don't know. But it was just like, they plant little things like that oh, yeah. to make you feel shitty so that you pay up. Right. 
Right. Not I bet that guy that you saw it. Yeah. I bet that guy you saw at the military, but he probably works at Laserway now. <laughs> That's my guess. I don't know. Anyway, Jessica. Okay. Do you remember the first beauty product that you ever bought or used? I do. Uh, Buff Puff. Oh my God, honey. We love a Buff Puff. A buff my mom still has them. She still uses them. And I think hence the really horrible skin. I think I was just buffing and They're puffing. harsh. But I do think the first product that I bought myself that made me feel like I can have my own style was some Manic mm-hmm. Panic. Oh, yeah. In the eighth grade. It felt like... What color? It was pink. Oh, it just yeah. It felt like liberating. Like, I can yes. have my own style. Yeah. Did you go to school with pink hair? Because that's pretty hardcore in my day. I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it was... Hardcore. You know what it was? This is... I had to change schools sophomore year. We moved from Calif- from North Carolina to California, and that school required more PE. So it mm-hmm. was PE summer school. Oh, oh my! I didn't even know that was a thing. They might as well call it prison. <laughs> and when you're like a goth alternatine, PE oh, yeah. is like your worst nightmare. And then to go there oh, for yeah. summer school. So I Sweating is pink. not goth. No, it's... Sweating is not goth. <laughs> not. Yeah. Not part of the goth code. So I remember so well. I was like, if I have to go to this PE summer school, I'm going in looking like me. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah. We love to see it. We love to see an individual moment. <laughs> Okay, Jessica, I added a new question. It's called A Fright and a Delight. Oh, God. I would like to know something that scares you and something that titillates you. Okay. A Fright and a Delight. I'm going to have to go with bats. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, you you get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no explanation needed on that one, huh? And then titillating, I would say, what, watching younger, just like nice shows. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. really into weed and nice shows. Yeah. Younger as in the program? Yes. Okay, I'm behind. Okay, have you seen I'm it I'm behind. All? Yeah, I've watched... I don't even want to say, like, the plot point. Because I don't want to, like... I'll just cut it out. I've seen up until when the main honcho guy at work mm-hmm. finally left his wife Charles. and, like, they're going to be a thing. Okay. Charles. I like him. He's cute. Yeah. So I'm, like, two seasons behind, okay. maybe? Okay. Yeah. I just, like... I think there's so much sad, horrible shows. Yes. Yes. They don't, there's not enough nice shows. So when one comes on my radar, I want to watch it all the time. So I like nice shows, nice books. That'll be my titillating. I love that. We Did you watch uh, Bridgerton? Yeah, I watched it in like two days. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing nicer than a lady getting her pussy ate on the staircase. Know. You know what? If you ask me, that's the nicest scene I've ever seen. <laughs> now, question though, he's not coming back for season Mm-mm. two. Mm-mm. How are they going to get someone? Well, okay. I already have addressed this issue in my own mind. Okay. I guess the book series always follows the main household, the Bridgerton household, during the, what's it called? Like the season where they find their husbands and yeah, wives or whatever. Right. So the next season is going to be about her brother, the younger brother. Which is like, what about the older brother is the hottest one? I know. I know. And the, he's even hotter because he's unattainable. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess. What I'll about st- that one, the one brother who had the three-way with the guys, yes. the gay guy's wife? Let's follow him. Oh, this show is wild, everybody. Y'all need to watch Bridgerton, okay? He was fine, too. Yes. The younger brother yeah. I'm the least interested in, but maybe he'll get I hotter I am, too. He's a nerd. Summer. Yeah. He'll get hotter over the summer. But also think of all the other, like, tertiary characters that are coming to play. Yeah, There's I, probably going to no, be some new hotties on the scene, you know? I love it. I just, there was something about that character that 
you. Oh, no. He's the most stunning man I've ever known. Yeah. Truly. I think we all were, like, pretending it was us on the stairs, you know, as part of the charm of it. Yeah, he's stunning. And I'm like, where have you been my whole life? Like, when he came on the screen, I literally gasped. I saw him on another Shonda mm-hmm. show with lawyers. It was, like, half of a season that it even lasted. But he played yeah. an American, and he was also oh, wow. cute on that, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll find him. Yeah, we'll find him. We'll find him. Okay, let's get... The the, the intro's getting long, but it's because I have so much to discuss. Okay, Jessica, let's just get to know you a little bit. I love the bio on your website. Maybe it's even in one of your books. It talks about all your careers and your job pivots. Mm -hmm. Can you just give us, like, a cliff notes of all these jobs and career pivots you've had? Yeah, sure. I worked in paper goods for a long time. I owned mm-hmm. a paper goods store. That's I, really cute. Yeah, it was cute. There's not a lot of money when you sell $5 cards, but we made the bulk of our money doing custom. So graphic design is my background. I stopped doing that. My business partner and I parted ways. I started doing creative direction for a like a pop punk celebrity type a dude. We won't, oh, we don't yeah. need to name his name. Okay. Um, that was Too it. bad. Cause that's, that sounds exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's weird because when I worked for him, I had never heard of one of his songs in my entire life. And oh I my had God, to, like, I want to know who it is so bad. You've lived a damn life, hon. <laughs> so did that. I actually co-owned a bar with him yeah. and other people, which was weird. Oh, and then while I was doing that, I'm like, what am I doing? I want to get back to paper goods. Got back to paper goods, started consulting for different restaurants, different brands. Another now very famous designer, I worked for him. Mm -hmm. And also, what am I doing? It just, nothing just felt right to me. Like I worked for magazines, I did these different things, and I would still go to bed and think, what? This is, none of this is my thing. Mm -hmm. So then when my endo endometriosis, which we'll talk about, got so bad that I couldn't make it out of bed. I made all of these lifestyle shifts in my life and I started just thinking about it so much. And I was like, what if I could do something with this? And so not even meaning for it to happen. I know it's so annoying. People are like, I didn't even mean to write a book, but I got a book deal. But like, that wasn't my intention. But yeah, I got a book deal for one part plant and then Know Your Endo happened, the book. And now I'm sort of like back to what, what's next? I mean, if you think about it, this is still in paper. <laughs> you know, I'm holding a paperback version of your. You're still in the paper business. I know. I am. There's still, just now I words on get away from it. Yeah. It's, that all, it's all about that paper. Baby. And you know, let me tell you, the designers in charge of the inside of that book really hated me because I'm so into paper. Oh, right. Because you were like, I'm actually a designer too. So I'm going to just do this for you. This is my favorite font, by the way. I'm sure you know what it is since this is your book. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Is that, I used, is that like a Gil Sand? No, it's not Gil Sands. Y- it's a Sans. It is Sans, but I'm actually not. I think it's actually not the one you think. I think it's an imitation of Oh, that. interesting. Because yeah. when I was, not to brag, okay, but in 2003, I was editor-in-chief of my high school yearbook, uh-huh. and that was the font we chose for the whole <laughs> the whole copy. Oh, look, you can see the sauce on my oh, recipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, proof. honey, she, she's broken this book in. Okay, I'm glad you brought up Endo because... I don't know if endometriosis has ever actually come up on HBO, but I know so many friends who suffer with it. Mm -hmm. 
And that's why I was so excited to chat with you and read your book because it is sort of mysterious and it's yet another one of those hidden things that women people deal with and they silently suffer. Mm -hmm. And especially a lot of people don't understand that they even have it. Mm -hmm. Uh, In your book, there was a woman who had a hysterectomy and the doctor didn't even mention it. (laughs) I mean, it's wild. So when did you discover that that's what you had? I wasn't diagnosed until I was 28 or 29. I always forget. But and you were suffering before that for a good amount of time. I was. The thing is, though, is I was suffering so much from period pain, fatigue, GI issues, urinary issues. But I didn't even know what endometriosis was. So I wasn't even mm-hmm. searching for that answer. I just thought really having painful periods and having all those other issues was just my family's norm. Because yeah, so, you were like, this is what it's like being a damn woman. Yeah, and this is what it's yeah. like because this is what my mom goes through every month. Yeah. And so I think so many people with endo, because with endo you have a higher chance of having it if someone in your family has it. Has it. That's like your period role model. So like, why would mm-hmm. I think there was anything wrong with me? And right. it really wasn't until I had multiple cysts rupture had to go to the ER multiple times that someone started to listen. And I finally saw a doctor that diagnosed me. Now, with that diagnosis, things didn't get better. And I think they mm-hmm. actually went pretty downhill after that until I really learned to advocate for myself and really learned to start to manage it. Because a diagnosis is just a diagnosis, right? Right. Like- you don't magically feel better <laughs> just because somebody tells you what you have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's and I think also when you do get a diagnosis, it's very easy to go online and see all the horror stories. Right, of every it's like you can't get pregnant. I mean, you can. Some people can. Like, you're going to have to get a hysterectomy. That's not always true. There's always these things online that it doesn't help you. It hurts you more. I know this is a broad question. Yeah. What life changes did you make once you knew? That you had endometriosis. Zero. Yeah. I didn't make any changes. And yeah. I didn't make changes for a very long time after I was diagnosed. And really it was when I was faced. My doctor told me, we can't keep on doing surgeries for you. Either You either need to get a hysterectomy or go on these hormones. Oh. And I didn't. And you hadn't had your son yet. Well, but here's the thing. I always knew that I did not want pregnancy for my body. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. I never gave birth. I have no interest in giving birth. Cheers yeah. to people that do that, but it's not yeah. something I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you had a kid. I do, but I didn't oh, want to give birth. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Which I actually feel I'm not like a very like church going girl, but I feel like that's some sort of like intervention or something like some Indo angel put it in my head. Like you want to create your family in a new way because I love that. And I also just love because that's an option that is there that is so beautiful. Yeah. And you, honestly, you more people need birth, to be making it. If you don't want to give birth, you don't have to. Yeah. It's, do you have, right. There's lots of other options to create families. So yeah, so I wanted to get the hysterectomy. I thought, yeah, just get it all out. Just suck it all but out. But as yeah. you know, in the book, you saw there was a woman that was diagnosed with endo after getting a hysterectomy. So a hysterectomy right. doesn't necessarily even treat you can also getting it getting a hysterectomy like early you basically go into menopause Correct. right like so you have a lot of 
issues with your body that you now have to face Correct. and work on it. Yeah. It's not, so being it's a not younger a person, fix. that's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then another intervention in my life, a friend that was staying with me, really, she's the person I dedicated my first book to, Amanda. She was staying with me and she just really saw the pain that I was in and she took it upon herself to find some information online about endo. And this is like 10 years ago and there wasn't Natch Butte where there was someone talking about endo on the Mm -hmm. podcast. There wasn't a lot out there. So she found a website about how plant-based foods or lower inflammatory foods might be able to help endo. I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard, Yeah, but I thought I'll try this. I'm going to get a hysterectomy anyway. And then I did, and my pain started to fade. I was able to get out of bed again. I was able to move my body. I was able to be less depressed. It's not just food that saved me. It's this whole other, it's like this whole toolkit that I introduced into my life and things that I never in one million years I thought I would do. I would make fun of vegan people before. Yeah, same. (laughs) Like I, I bullied my poor sister. I was like, yeah, this chicken nugget tastes good, man. Why don't you take a bite, loser? Yeah. I mean, I was a mess. Exactly. Yeah. Meditating? Are you kidding me? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But these things started to help me so much. So I couldn't deny those things. And that's when I just really devoted a lot of my extra time into figuring out what works best for my body. That's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. And it, I, I'm telling you, there are so many of us that are so inflamed inside and it causes so many. I have Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. It's like all these thyroid headaches, all this crap from being inflamed. Yeah. Pain, chronic pain. Yeah. Like so many things. And that's the thing is there, there are no studies that show that diet can help endometriosis but Mm -hmm. we know that endo is an inflammatory condition and there are studies to show that lower inflammatory foods can help inflammatory conditions it will not stop your endo from growing it will not cure you but what it can do is maybe just give you some extra days in your life that you feel a little bit better because with endo some days the days are limited during the month that you feel your best right and it's delicious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I might say. Yes, honey. Let's talk about, I love this in your book. And we're talking about her, your new book, Know Your Endo, by the way. Let's talk about self-compassion. Because mm-hmm. you, you discuss the difference between self-care and self-compassion. And I think that's something that a lot of us, especially women, have a really hard time with. Mm-hmm. Tell us about what is self-compassion. Yeah, and you also might have seen in the book, similar to eating plant-based foods, I was very anti this idea of self-compassion because I thought it was Mm -hmm. standing in front of the mirror saying that I'm pretty, just positive Mm -hmm. thinking, which doesn't always work if you're in a very dark place. But self-compassion, which is really gotten out there with the work of Kristen Neff, who has like studied the science of what happens when your brain, when you start talking to yourself nicer, when you start saying, hey, I'm caring for you right now. Mm -hmm. Your brain actually starts to shift because we definitely, our brains have a tendency to go to the negative first. And that is just survival. Like if they're, they're, she, Sabrina Volger, who I interviewed in the book, a self-compassion teacher, she gives the example of if you're in a jungle with a tiger and you think, "Mm, he's probably not that hungry today. I'll just stand here and wait. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no, run. Yeah. So... That's interesting. It's almost an instinct to be critical. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is our brain's default to be critical. Damn. So 
with self-compassion, it's, I can give you an example. It's waking up in the morning and you thinking, wow, I have a really bad headache right now, or my cramps are really bad. And you say to yourself, you don't have to say it out loud. What can I do to care for you right now? Mm-hmm. Not judging, wow, you must have drank too much the night before and that's why you have a headache or you could have right. done a better job working out. No, what can I do to support you right now? And if you do that over and over and over again, your brain starts to show your body, I am here to care for you. This might sound woo-woo and stupid, but I'm telling you, check out the research. It is amazing. No, I love that. And and I think, again, a lot of us need to hear that and start, we need to start implementing these practices because they will pay off for us, which is also why I want to ask you about mindfulness. Now, mindfulness comes up in my therapy constantly. Mm-hmm. Up until I started going to therapy about two years ago now, I didn't even fucking truly know what mindfulness was. Mm-hmm. Help me with mindfulness, Jessica. Yeah. I know you have a whole thing in the book about it. Yeah. Help me. So... I want to quote Dr. Elizabeth Stanley because I've interviewed her multiple times. I'm slightly obsessed with her, Mm -hmm, like a single mm -hmm. white female sort of way. She (laughs) says... Does she have amazing hair like you? She has shorter hair. It's Mm -hmm. blonde. But she has written the best book I've ever read in my life on stress and trauma. It's called Widen the Window. I highly recommend it if anyone... Oh, I'm reading that. Okay. So Dr. Stanley defines mindfulness as it's a quality of the way our minds work. That's it. Hmm. So it's not having to meditate two times a day. It's not having to, I don't know, go to a retreat for five days. Like it's, it doesn't have to be this precious romanticized version. Like for me, mindfulness, I love doing jigsaw puzzles. Mm -hmm. Like that is a huge mindfulness thing for me being really focused on something that is in front of me. I'm not on my phone while I'm doing it. Another way that you can do mindfulness is you could hold a rock or any object in your hand and just close your eyes and really focus on the textures of it. I should do that with like a serum bottle. Exactly. Like a skincare product. And then you could even put the serum in your hand and just kind of close your eyes and feel that. We're making it really sexual for some reason, but... You know what? It happens. So I think with mindfulness, I think we have this idea of it having to be this, like, we need to set aside all this time. It's like, it's not. Like, it can... Like, a lot of times, my mindfulness is I pretend like I'm going poop in the bathroom and I'm just sitting in the tub by myself for 10 minutes. Hmm. You just poop pooping in the tub. Mindfulness. Got it. I'm going to try that tonight. (laughs) No, I hear what you're saying. That's lovely to hear because for me, cooking, my cooking time is my mindfulness. I never even thought about that because for me, I just thought it was not focusing on the past or the present or not focusing on the past or the future and just being in the moment. And I also think a lot of mindfulness, I also have... I'm also obsessed with Cal Newport's work and I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he wrote digital minimalism and deep work. And I also interviewed him multiple times Mm -hmm. and his biggest focus of his work is solitude because we never actually have solitude right now. Never. We're with our phone. Right. If you're listening to this podcast alone, you do not, you're not in solitude because you're, li- you're not because you're with Jessica right and now. Jackie. Yeah. Well, we so, love you. We love hanging with you, but this right. is not mine. This is not solitude, sweetie. So we, 
it's, but I think the, the tricky part is, is we have such a hard time with solitude right now because we don't actually want to think about the thoughts that we're thinking. Right. Like I don't want to think. So even today when I was getting ready, I actually had a podcast on when I was getting ready because I didn't want to just kind of sit mm-hmm. with my thoughts. So if you can just allow yourself to have mindfulness, 10 solitude, 10, 15 minutes a day. That might mean not bringing your bath, your phone to the bathroom. It might be taking a walk without music, just allowing yourself to just be with yourself and things might bubble up that you don't want to think about, Mm -hmm. but we have to give our brains a break. We have to. Right. Yeah. I feel like when I go to bed, my mind is like spinning out and it's like, honey, you didn't turn it off. You didn't give it a break all day. It's like when you close your MacBook, but you don't shut it down. Yes. Yes. You got to shut down the MacBook, honey, which I barely ever do. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be, I'm going to be vulnerable. I barely ever do it. I think I've actually never done it unless there's a problem. Well, let me tell you something. The other day I decided to be wild and restart it. It took 45 minutes (laughs) because it was like, What's going on? I've, I've never had a moment to myself. So just be warned if you ever decide to do it, set some time. Yes, yes, yes. Because I was like patching into a podcast. And I was like, I'm sorry. It says 45 minutes on the screen. I, I don't, I did not expect this. Everybody shut down the computer. Don't be like me. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the, the the first book, okay? One Part Plant. Okay. Because I'm just curious, did you have a cooking background? Were you always into <laughs> cooking? or, sh- or Because I hear you and how this cookbook came about, but how did you come up with the recipes if you were coming in from ground zero of veganism? And also, by the way, the book has honey in it, so I don't want yeah. the honeys to get mad about the honey. Right, the honey so, honeys, yeah. Okay, yeah, so... Let's not say it's vegan, it's plant-based, but no, I mean, I didn't know how to cook. And I will tell you that I taught myself how to cook because I needed to find foods that worked for my body. And the foods that Mm -hmm. I used to like no longer worked for my body. So it was a lot of trial and error. And I will have to tell you that I got the deal. And at that point I had taught myself how to cook. It wasn't like Mm -hmm. I went from lean cuisines and then the next day I was making a cookbook, but I felt a lot of insecurity about the fact that I was not a trained chef. I had a lot of friends in the cookbook world that had years of experience in kitchens. And I just, my husband, Dan, who's like the nicest person on the planet, he just kept on reminding me, he's like, you didn't get this book deal because you're a trained chef. You got this cookbook deal because you're a home cook and people want to cook like you. Yes. So yeah, all the recipes are super easy because that's how I learned to cook. I had no interest in a recipe that had 50 ingredients because I was just trying to use five to start. Right. So I taught myself and that's why 
when people say, I don't know how to cook. It's like, I used to burn rice. So no, I, I completely relate to that too. I have zero cooking experience. I didn't grow up cooking. My, my mom didn't let me even in the damn kitchen. Like I wasn't like, Oh, let's learn how to make a mama's apple pie together. No, I learned everything on my damn own, on my feet, watching the cooking channel. And that's why I love this because it doesn't read like a chef. I have all those fancy cookbooks. I can't even fucking understand them. (laughs) And I'm like, what's a roasted fennel seed that I had to mortar and pestle (laughs) with body blah. I'm like, what motherfucker? Like, so I really appreciate that. And the way you describe things is also from somebody who's a home chef, not a professional cook, which I really appreciate. Thanks. Yeah, because it's we all have to start somewhere. And I feel like this is it's a good cookbook as a starting point. Yes. And we love a picture. <laughs> well, I paid a lot of money for those pictures. So I don't know if people know that when you get a cookbook deal, it's coming out of your advance and... That was something that was very important to me was paying a lot of money for those photos. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad because it gives you a, I'm a visual gal. I like a, I like a photo. And I'm more also, inclined to, to do the recipes with photos. Yeah, but also because I've gotten this on Amazon, which I don't read my reviews anymore. But when people on Amazon go, I wish that she had photos for all the recipes. It's like, do you want to give me another 20 grand? Yeah. Because you. Th- that's the thing. Not We can't. Authors cannot always afford all the photos for their cookbook. Right. So stop leaving those Amazon reviews. I'm glad you said that. People need to know. Pull the curtain back. I will say, <laughs> I don't read my reviews either, but every once in a while, I make the fatal mistake of doing so. And oh my gosh, it can ruin your entire no, week. I had one recently that said, there's too much talking on this podcast. <laughs> and I literally couldn't even believe it. Like, yeah, that was my reaction. I was just like, what do you think you were listening to? A symphony? Oh a fucking God. Philharmonic? What did you think this was? And then it said this podcast needs editing. And I was like, I edit the shit out of this show. Like, oh I'm like a gosh. damn samurai ninja cutting out ums, uhs. Like, so I don't know. But sometimes we just have to release. We just have to release. Uh, oh, yeah. But, and, but I think an easier way to not have to release is just to never read them. Yes, you're right. But it is nice. But I love the positive ones. They're so helpful. So I don't want to say, I don't want people to not leave them thinking I'll never see them and appreciate them. I appreciate them. I just think telling somebody that as a podcast that there's too much talking, (laughs) that to me is a new, I just, that's, that that makes me quiet. So is this the non-talking you wanted? I have this one person tell me that my theme song was so not me. I was like, well, I'm the one that got it made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, God bless reviews. Okay, Jessica. I would like to talk about a kinder home and body. Mm, okay. This is something that I think a lot of us want to do, but we don't know how to transition our routine to a kinder one. I know you've talked us through this in your book. So could yeah, you so- maybe start that with us? So when I say kinder home and body, I mean kinder to our bodies and also Mm -hmm. kinder to our planet. Mm -hmm. And I like to use both because I think sometimes some people could give a shit about their own body, but they care more about the planet. Mm -hmm. Some people could care shit about the planet, but they care about their own body. Choose one or choose Mm -hmm. both. Mm -hmm. So in the book, I think the difficult part is there is not a lot of 
very conclusive evidence about parabens and different chemicals in our Mm -hmm. products because the Mm -hmm. FDA is like, oh, no, 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 no. It's fine if there's parabens in your eyeshadow. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But then we have other studies that show they could be cancer causing. So I'm in the camp of if it could be cancer, I'm not going to use it. Yeah. So in the book, we just kind of explore ways that you can shift to kinder products. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to dump it all out in the trash and start all over because it would be way too expensive, super wasteful, but you can slowly start to swap things out. And in the book, we talk about choosing one item that might be your biggest swap. So Mm -hmm. what is something that you put all over your body? You usually use lotion Mm -hmm. or maybe your biggest swap is your pans because you cook so much and you're finding less toxic pans. So starting with one thing can be a huge thing. I think where it gets overwhelming is when you think you have to switch out everything and you have to buy right. a $3,000 organic natural And then you mattress. feel so shameful and yes. like, you're just like, oh, what have I been doing? And uh. and if you don't ever want to give up the mascara you love, don't. Right. Like, we're not, I'm not here to police anyone, but I think the biggest part of that kinder home and body chapter was really wanting to focus on menstrual products mm-hmm. because I think we really need to think more about what we're putting in and up our vaginas every single month if we have periods because they are finding so much shit in our tampons that should not be going up our vagina, which is one of the most absorbent parts of our body. So I just encourage people to, in that chapter, just explore. Period mm-hmm. underwear might be feel weird to you at first. Maybe you go cups. Just kind of explore. I've been a cup user for a decade now. Oh, wow. And I thought I was quick on the train. And then I mentioned it to my sister. And she was like, oh, I've been using a cup for like three years. I'm like, how did you hear about this? <laughs> you know, my sister and I try to out hippie each other. Uh-huh. So yeah. she had both her babies at home. She wins. But... <laughs> I love a cup and I hate blood. I get very squeamish. At that time, I didn't really spend a lot of time rooting up in my puss. So I was really rejecting it at first, but now I would never go back. So I say this only to encourage my listeners to explore a little bit. And there's so many options now for the cups. They're not all super expensive anymore. Yeah. And I also want to say... As much as a cup is great, I also feel like we're shamed into, you have to use a cup or you have to use. Yes, yes, yes. But for a lot of people with endo, putting anything up inside of them can be extremely painful. So if a cup is not for you, you can try period underwear. You can try 100% cotton pads. Like just do what works for you. Yes, 100%. You have to self-advocate, honey. Unapologetically do what you need to do. And I will say, I have friends that love those period underwear. Oh, it's they one love of the, them. It's mine are sitting right here because it's one of the beauty items I brought. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> let's talk because I want to buy a pair. I want. I think free bleeding is so empowering. Mm-hmm. That's my next question, Jessica. Let's hear some of your fave products. I know okay, they're all so, going to be kind and fabulous. So I'm really excited to bring, and I'm kind of hoping you've never heard of it before because I can't wait. it's kind of hard to share something you've never heard. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is my all-time favorite face scrub. It's Franklin and oh. Whitman. Okay, I don't know it. Okay, here's the thing. They donate a lot of their proceeds when you buy one of these to mm-hmm. dog shelters. <gasps> oh, so, well, you know I'm a dog freak. <laughs> I know. So this is made of tea tree oil, vanilla, and brown sugar, and that's it. And it's oh, just I like, love both of those it's things. It's gritty. It's just 
I think like when I don't have it, this is when I think maybe I have dry skin because I use this every single day. And when I don't use it, it gets a little bit dry here. Mm -hmm. So I think Franklin and Whitman, whenever they have a sale, I buy three or four. Yeah. They'd be a great gift too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my second thing that I brought today, (laughs) what does this show and tell? The Noto Rooted Oil. Oh, I love that. I love that brand. Have you smelled the rooted oil? I don't think I have. No. Okay. I like smells that are not super floral. Like I mm-hmm. kind of want to smell like a sex din in Paris. Yep. Oh or, yeah. Um, just like 70s. sweat from several different people. Yeah. Just like, pheromones. Yeah. Yes. Just sex. And so this is, it's got a lot of patchouli, neroli, mm-hmm. kind yes. of like peppery. Mm-hmm. This oil is just, now I know a lot of people might use it on their face, Mm-hmm. I just use it as like a scent. I'll kind of rub it on my neck, yeah. on my arms. And if I'm feeling like maybe I'm a little stinky, I'll kind of rub it a little bit on my mm-hmm. clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you could do your titties and ass if you yeah, want it. Titties and ass too. Yeah, yeah. But also I guess you can use this as a hair oil. I cannot I mean, We love an all-in-one. I almost didn't want to bring this because... You know when you find your signature smell, mm-hmm. you don't want other people. But this yes. is not like no one knows about this. So right. No, well, the no. honeys, the honeys, we're all a group, and it would be fun for us to all smell the same. So yes. I love that. And mm-hmm. I just want to mention, Noto is an all gender brand. It's a queer owned brand. I believe they are made in LA. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool brand. So we love, and I haven't had them come up on Attribute in a while. So we love a Noto. Okay, great. And then last. So it's not technically a beauty product, but I wanted to bring in my period underwear. Yes. And- oh, they're festive. Well, this is a reusable pad. Okay. Very and cool. As you can I tell, love these. I'm a heavy bleeder. So I've got mm-hmm. it from belly button to fucking the top of my head. We love a full coverage, <laughs> honey. So there's those and the period underwear. So I buy NYX mm-hmm. and just, okay. So if someone is new to period underwear, And let's say you have endo or heavy periods. I'm not Mm -hmm. suggesting that you pull these out the first day of your period because you will bleed through them. Mm -hmm. If you're a heavy bleeder or you have clots and things, I would say you could, everybody's body is different. But for me, I'll start using my period underwear like end of day two going into day three. Mm -hmm. And leading up to that is reusable pads or if I'm traveling just like a regular pad. I still, so I've been using period underwear for maybe three or four years. I'm not kidding you. Every single time I put them on, I will yell to someone in my house, period underwear are so amazing. <laughs> it's like it truly should old. I know it should have been in existence way earlier. It never gets Imagine old being a, in high school, a teen with it. I know. because Going to bed at night, just putting them on, living your I life. Know. And that's the thing is they have period night shorts. And I think when you have heavy uncomfortable periods and you're sloshing around in like a pad that's like sticking to you and you can hear it and you just feel it's just a reminder that you're on your period when you've got these things on you just feel more free i highly recommend them do not be scared of them you can they usually come with a little washable bag that you can throw them in to put them in the wash Mm -hmm. it's just amazing all right you've sold me i've been wanting a pair but you know how like there's probably 10 different companies now. They're all yes. sprouting. And I'm like, which one should I get? I have a little code because I've bought so many of them. Yeah. I'll send you the code to get like some percentage off. Oh, yeah. Okay. I love a code. 
Who doesn't love a code? Well, what a great trio of products. Yeah, thanks. We have a scrub, we have an oil, and we have a, a period panty. Yeah. And can we just really quick before we leave... I don't know if we're leaving, but can we say what endometriosis is? Because we never yes, did. Yes, please. You're right. I'm glad you brought that up, Jessica, because I assume, because I knew what it was, that my audience did, and that is not okay. So yes, please, please well, share with us. because a lot of people don't know what you're it right. is. You're right. You're right. You're dead right. So I'll just do it brief. So endometriosis is when the type of lining that lines your uterus, that type of tissue grows outside of your uterus. So it can grow onto your bowels, your appendix, other organs of your body. In some cases, it can even grow onto people's lungs. And then symptoms of endo, this is the most important thing that you can take away from this entire podcast besides period underwear. Painful periods, although not everyone with endo has painful periods. That's really important to note. Fatigue, 90% of people with endo have GI issues, so painful diarrhea, constipation, urinary retention, urgency, frequency, and then painful sometimes shoulders, hips, legs. There's a lot of different symptoms that go into it, and I think so many of them seem unrelated to a period, and so I think that lengthens that diagnosis time a lot for people. And then for somebody out there who thinks they have it or wants to talk to their doctor more about it, what should they say? What should they say when they get to the doctor? And then what will the doctor do? A lot of times when you express it, they'll tell you, they're there. Periods are just hard. Right. No, this is how I feel. These are my symptoms. Now, if they automatically want to put you on hormones, that is your choice. I don't always think that's the best approach because it's not. A, that's not a diagnosis, nor is it a treatment. It's a band aid. And for when some, you say, I'm sorry, when no, you say hormones, ahead. do you mean birth control? Birth control, but then there's also other hormones like Lupron and Orlissa, mm-hmm. and those two will put your body into menopause. And so, a lot of people that go on those, they're not getting a true diagnosis. Those are not treatments for endo. So I say. It's easier said than done, but if you don't have a doctor that believes you and their first course of action is to put you on hormones and that's not what you want for your body, find another doctor. Right. Because you do have a choice. That is not a treatment for endo. It might suppress some of your symptoms, but it's not a treatment. Because you can't do a blood test. You can't just have your levels checked and they'll go, oh, you have a whatever deficiency. You have to actually physically go inside of your body to see Right. It's a laparoscopic surgery and you can get an ultrasound, let's say, and maybe they see what they call a chocolate cyst and it can have a high level of suspicion of endo, but that's still not a diagnosis. And I am just waiting for the day where we can diagnose endo without having to go under because- Not everyone can afford that. It's absolutely ridiculous. And that's why I get so frustrated when people are like, get a surgery. It's like, okay, well, not everyone has access to that financially where they live. Like it's, we need better treatment and we need better management for endo. And perhaps the first steps of that is to educate ourselves on it. Yes, absolutely. And that's why symptom awareness is the most important thing to me. I go to high schools to tell high schoolers about, I started off with just talking about periods and then we start going into endometriosis. And after every single talk that I do, one girl comes up to me and is like, I think I have this. It's like, fuck. If I would have known in high school that bleeding through your pants wasn't normal, I would have had a very different experience. Right. 
And as I was saying at the top, even you talking about watching your mom, you just thought, oh, periods are horrific. Mm-hmm. I just got built. I got dealt a bad hand. And until now, look at all this powerful work that you've done and that you've done for us because it's all in here. It's all in here. Things to say, how to advocate for yourself, all the different symptoms. There's even at the end of every chapter, sort of like a little workbook where you give easy goals to start the process of whatever the chapter is. So it's lovely. Thank you. And I know, I I know there's people listening right now that are like, wow, is that what's going on with me? Yeah. And I think half of endo to me is not feeling alone in it because it can Mm -hmm. feel like the mental health impact of it is like they did that study in the UK and they interviewed 13 and a half thousand women with endo and nearly half said that they had suicidal thoughts. That is unacceptable. And so we, we, I get really emotional about this part. It's like we need to raise awareness, not just for the physical, but for the mental that's not right. acceptable. Being in pain is getting up and living a full life when you are hurting so bad is impossible. I totally, totally relate to that. And it's not always just the pain. It's maybe it's the fatigue. Maybe it's right. infertility. Maybe it's right. no one believing you. There's so right. much that goes into it. So much. Well, I'm very pleased that you've shared all this with us. Thank you for advocating for yourself <laughs> and what you're here to do. Because Thank I'm you. happy you did that. You're right. We we just splash right over that. Well, no, we were we were excited to talk about other things too. I know. Well, there's so much to discuss. Oh yeah. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Oh, yeah. This is why you have a podcast. Tell us a little bit about your show, because I feel like if you want to hear even more, that's where you go, right? Well, no, I don't really talk about endo. (laughs) It's all about food. No, it's actually just, it's really just about what my podcast community wants to hear about. I I mean, we've done episodes on miscarriage. We've done episodes on body image. I mean, it's truly, what are we talking about? Now let's get the best guest that we can find on this topic. It's truly a gift, I feel like. Don't you feel like that with yours? Oh, yeah. You get to, like, interview people that you're curious about and ask, because otherwise they probably wouldn't give me the time of day. But I can be like, hey, you want to be on my podcast? Right. Well, for you specifically, I said this at the top, but I didn't know really what endometriosis was until a really good friend of mine was had suffered with horrific cramping, bleeding all through her life, and then one day... The doctor said, you know what? I think it might be this. And I just want people to not be suffering Yeah. when there is something they can do, but they didn't know. There's so many. I mean, growing up me with all my like IBS issues, Mm -hmm. which I completely cured on my own with my eating habits. We don't have to suffer. We don't have to be in pain. And I just, I feel so deeply for people who suffer and no one's listening to them. Yeah. I mean, Jackie, I will tell you that. I went to bed 
crying like almost every night writing this book because it's just, there's so many people in pain and they feel so alone in that pain. Yes. And women, a lot of women. So I just really hope that if someone's listening and they have, they don't have endo, but they had no, a friend that has really painful periods, like just share my website, share this episode. Like it could, even if it doesn't diagnose them in that moment, it could make them feel less alone in it. Yes. We love You're not alone. You hear me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're not alone. Jessica, I would love to just share some more self-care rituals that you have. I know you discussed your puzzles. I know you like a plant. You like to garden. What are some other self-care rituals that are just specific to you? I did mention weed and TV. Mm -hmm. Yes. I really feel like that's one. Okay. Yes. Fair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Weed and TV. Puzzles. I also love my son got a switch for uh-huh. Christmas. I'm yep. having so much fun with Mario back in my life. Oh, yeah. Does he uh, ever go, hey, mom, quit hogging it and give it back? Correct. Yeah. My <laughs> little nephew has a switch and I'm my sister. I like see her eyes like, oh, God, I wish I could get in on that, you know? Um, and I think really it's just like we have a little hammock in our backyard it's just like just going 10 minutes in that thing i'm not really like a bath person it Mm -hmm. okay does this bother you and maybe you tell me maybe you know a fix when you're in the bath and you get in and then you hear it start draining up that little oh yeah i can help okay i can help Is there like a little plug thing for that so what i you're talking about the overfill drain Yes. The one at the top. Okay. It makes me so mad. Uh, That's what you do, Jessica. Okay. Get a little plastic baggie, which I don't know if you even have plastic baggies in your house. Get like anything that's like a, so if you unwrap something, plastic, wrap it around and put a hair tie over it or a rubber band and it will clog it up. Change the game for me. And also the bath won't drain now. So I can enjoy a full bath, like full level of water bath. Okay, because it makes me so no, mad. It's so loud. It's like a slurp. <laughs> because also I'm like, why did I spend this time? Right. And now you're just gonna filling drain up this it? whole bath. Yeah. I'm wasting all this water and now you're wasting it more. Yeah. So, okay, great. Because I was like, there has to be some sort of shark tank invention for that. There probably is, but, but I like this. I like this other idea better. You okay. know, you li- we're in the South. We love a good hillbilly engineering moment. Yes. Okay, Just great. Done. Toss a baggie, put a rubber band around it. It's not beautiful, but it okay, works. Great. And then also, I know that you've talked about this before on the pod, and it's a very expensive care moment. I really love my sauna blanket. Oh, yeah. Do I need to get one? I keep seeing them. They're everywhere. Everybody I know is getting one. There, it feels bad to talk about because it's probably one of the most. I'm very, very cheap, mm-hmm. and it was like a big deal for me to buy something. I right. don't like consuming a lot of things. Yeah, but I will tell you, it helps with my inflammation so mm-hmm. much, and it just feels so good to sweat it out. Right. So. I know that Phoebe has a code for one. Phoebe right. Lapine's been on the pod. Yes. So I say the sauna blanket. But yeah, I just, I really take a lot of time for myself. And sometimes that means once a month, my husband takes him, himself and my son to a hotel for the night. 
Oh, yeah, a little daddy-son time. Well, and it's more of me being alone time. Because Mm -hmm. when we sat down to say, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to have a kid, my big thing was, but I must be alone Mm -hmm. also. Yeah. So he's really cool about me needing that alone time. So once a month, they go to a hotel and leave me alone in the house. I think that's really powerful because a lot of women, just once they have a child... It's hard for them to ever do anything nice for themselves after that, mm-hmm. or even advocate for their own needs. Yeah, like, and oh, I understand I feel that. Guilty about yes. like, it's like, okay, well, I like being alone, and I'm gonna. But be you'll be a, a better, better parent. Yes, yes. <laughs> you'll be a better parent when you have some time and your needs are met. And I think that if you know that going into having a child and saying, "Look, dude or woman." This cannot change, or if it does, we're not, this is not going to be a good thing for us. Right. Because even when, before we had a child, like that was the thing, like once or twice a year, I went off by myself on a vacation. I still need that, which right now is them going to hotel for a day. Yeah. And you can dress up your house and pretend you're like in on a safari yeah, or you yeah. can you can vacation at home. We're in a we're in a lay all day. Oh, or you could eat an edible and watch Bridgerton again. You know, like these are the things we're discussing. That's like, like a vacation back to a very far away place. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like a, a time machine vacation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna zoom you later and you're gonna be in a wig and like this crazy dress. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'm heading off to the party. I'm be like, hey, you know what? Do you, hon? Sounds fun to me. Yeah. So I, I really do. I, I don't think I'm selfish. I just feel like I take the time I need to make sure I'm a nice person to everyone. Yes. And that's that in the long run is going to pay off more than you sucking it up and not having time to yourself. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. just because you're a mom doesn't mean you want to be around people all the time. That's true. That needs to be on a t-shirt. That needs to be on a t-shirt. Just because your mom doesn't mean you want to be around people all the time. Yeah, I wanted to raise a person, not be a Gabby Gus to everybody that walks by. That's fair. They don't need to come hand in hand. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. We love. Jessica, please tell us where we can find you on the internet. Tell us where we can find your book. Tell us everything. I have a new website I'm kind of proud of. It's Jessica I just Renan. saw it. It was lovely. It's JessicaMurnan.com. I went. I had a blog, if you will, for a long time. I never blogged, so I'm like, why is there content on this? Mm-hmm. So there's a new website, JessicaMurnan.com. There's also KnowYourEndo.com where you can find everything Indo. There's tons of places that you can order the books on both websites. There's also a place where you can get a signed copy from my local oh, bookstore, yeah. which I feel very excited that a lot of people have done yes so yeah head to those places i'm on instagram too at just and know your endo also and i also just want to say that i feel i was a little loud this episode but you're so soothing i think we had a lovely kind of yin and yang going on but i want to hear your podcast because i just feel like and you did the audiobook for know your endo right i did and because i know a lot of my honeys love an audiobook moment isn't her voice just so lovely and like comforting Thank you. Yeah, it was fun doing the audiobook. A lot of people told me how hard it was. I actually thought it was so fun. That probably comes through in the work, I would imagine. I mean, I cried like 20 times reading it, but yeah, it was fun. We love an emotional read. (laughs) We love an emotional read. We love an audiobook. And 
We love you and your work, Jessica. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thank yes, you. I was, told, right before I recorded this, I told my husband, I said, this is the podcast I'm most excited to be <gasps> on. Well, the honeys, the honeys are, are fabulous. And the fact that you listen to Ashby, you are a honey. So you understand the and I found you through G Thanks. Yeah, which we love. Yeah. And you so were on. Thank you yeah. so much. Oh, yeah. But we do have a, a Muchi. Feeps. Yeah. But which I didn't know was a Muchi. Yeah. Well, that's the key to anybody out there with a podcast. Here's what you do. You go on Instagram, you find the person, and you see who you have mutuals in common with. Oh, who are they following, I right? I should have done that, yeah. So then when you message them, you go, oh, by the way, I see you follow Phoebe. She's my friend. Like, that's what but, I do. But it if you follow the guy from Bridgerton, you think, am I going to think that you actually know him? Oh, well, <laughs> that's why they have to follow your person, not oh, they the follow, follow them. Back, follow back. The right, follow right, back. Right, right. But okay. if the guy from Beers and follow me, honey, oh shit, I don't know where I'd be right now. Do you think I'd be talking to you, Jessica? I'd be on those stairs, if you know what I mean. I'd be laid out. Thank oh, you. he's probably like a nerd and he's just like, it was a roll. Give me yeah. a break. Yeah, he probably is. He is. He hosted SNL. It was honestly the best SNL episode that I think has been in years. It was so good. He was so funny. But he is. He's like kind of a goofy English guy, which is such an energy that I love. Yes, me too. So he's my he's my hunk. I guess I should memorize his name. <laughs> I should get around to <laughs> knowing his name. He'll always be the Duke to me, honey. <laughs> well, there was lots to learn in this episode. And I just want to say to all my honeys, we believe you and we feel you and we want you to get the relief that you deserve. So thank you for listening. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And that goes along with this too. The call to action of Nash Butte is you deserve to be happy. That means you deserve to be pain-free. That means you deserve to be heard. You deserve a full life. So we're talking to you, honey. And don't forget to cream your neck and keep your fringe fresh. I did not ask Jessica, do you cream your neck? I oil my neck. Is that okay? okay? I think that's even better, honestly. Okay, okay. That's the more modern version of creaming your neck. Okay, okay. And I'm here for that because it's 2021. <laughs> and we do love an oil. <laughs>